This is a special edition of the Truck Show Podcast. Where'd you get that music from? Uh, music service I'm subscribed to. Hold on, I want SK and just enjoy it for a minute. That was it. That was it? Yeah. No, I felt like I, it should be a bed that just goes on forever in the background. No, it's like a stinger is what they call it. Ready? Special edition of the Truck Show Podcast. Yeah. Right? Wait, what's so special about this one? The fact that we're talking about uh, Bronco news and Jeep news. Yeah, it was kind of a busy week if, uh, if you hadn't noticed. Is this coming out on like midweek? Are we bucking Freaky. our schedule? Yes, it's us in the middle of the week. How oh, hold weird. on, hold on. Free podcast! <laughs> oh, wait, they're all free. They're yep. all free. Yeah, I feel like you should do it again. Here we are in the studio, live from Motor Trend Group, giving you yet another free podcast. That's right, not a weekly free podcast, but a midweek free podcast. So yeah, let me that, tell you, be, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. You did a great job. Thank um, you. Before we get into that news, the, I, I think everyone's talking about both the Jeep and the Bronco. This happened today. Yep. I'm over, uh, you know, we have multiple buildings on campus where I work, and yep. I heard this. I was standing there talking to Aaron over by my building, and I hear this. ACDC, back in black. Okay. Clear and crystal as all get out. I'm all like, right. What's happening over in the install bay? I can't see because there's shrubs in the way. Uh-huh. I walk around, and Matt is rock, rocking out. And then I look and I see a silver truck and I go, what is going on? Both doors are open. It is a silver Nissan Titan. And the owner is blaring, a guy named Jose, because I introduced myself, blaring back in black out of his Fender audio system. Just showing off for Matt, our installer. That's nice. What was he getting installed? Uh, exhaust pipe. You guys have exhaust for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Endurance awesome. V8. Yeah. Very nice. Isn't that I, crazy? So, Dude, it was. I was 100 yards away and it was... You know what I'm saying? I mean, no, that, dude, that for sure. Okay, hold intro on. line. Hold on, hold on. The stock exhaust is super quiet until you get on it. So when you guys put your exhaust, does it just open up the sound? Is it not loud? It does. It does. It's just a, a, a deeper. Uh, it's it. It makes a good thing even better. Mm. Yes. And I'm not insinuating that you need to ditch the stock one because it's nice as we have, well, we've proven it with audio. Yes, right? we have. Yes, we have. I think uh, we just offer a different tip. It's a little bigger, the whole thing. But uh, I was, I, I walked over and I listened to the entirety of it. And then it went into, I skipped forward to Hell's Bells. And we were just of rocking out. For like, of course you did. For like 15 minutes, we're listening to ACDC back in black. And then Gail came out and said, hey, uh, your lunch break is over. And you went, oh, it wasn't lunch. No, eat. no. He was busy doing something else. I didn't get busted. But that was, uh, it was it was cool. And, and I thought to myself, I wonder how many people, because we're always talking about the Fender audio system in the Titan. And I thought, I, we just assume everyone knows we're talking about Fender as in Fender guitars. Mm-hmm. But how many people who are non-instrument fans? Uh, people who have listened to this podcast. Uh, well, okay. Well, you assume they heard our our Titan interviews, right? Okay. Well, what if they hadn't? But I'm I'm saying that if they're listening now, they've probably heard that and we've educated them, right? Well, I'm re-educating them. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, before we get into this episode, this free midweek bonus episode, we have to, of course, thank na 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 na. Isn't that awful? I'm horrible at this. Wow. <laughs> we have to uh, thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan, and our associate sponsor, Deck, because uh, we wouldn't be able to put these podcasts together and uh, throw them out to the world for consumption for free podcasts. Uh, NissanUSA.com. If you're in the market for a half-ton truck, check out the Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD. 
Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, best in the business, with a Fender audio system. And also our friends over at Decked, making the uh, the best cargo organizer for your truck or van. I thought it was a Decked. cargo organizing solution. No? It's it a cargo be, organizer? Sure. Whatever. We keep changing it. Because we want to mix it up a little bit. There's no official tagline? I don't think there is. Oh, it's just that's what, whatever we say. Well, that's risky on their part. Decked.com. Okay, yes. Decked.com. Can we get into the show so we can get to Mr. Johnny Lieberman, who was there apparently on site with you months ago, years ago, when you guys saw the Bronco <laughs> before anyone on the planet? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's right. uh, let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Except for today's the uh, off-road SUV show. This is a special edition. I mean, this week is going... I mean, it, it, the, the news dropped Monday. Yes. And I think it's going to last weeks, people talking oh, yeah, it's about. Gonna be, it's going to be crazy. Both the Bronco and the Jeep. And the Jeep guys were curious about the Bronco, I think. And the Bronco people were like, oh, I can't wait for that news to come out. They were checking out the Jeep stuff. Oh, yeah. So it, it was a lot some, of cross-pollinization going on. Yeah, something for everybody this week. So uh, why don't we give our man Johnny Lieberman a call? Holman. And Lightning. Nope, just Holman. No, it's Lightning as well. <laughs> What's oh, up, hey, Mr. Hey, Johnny Lieberman? How you doing? Oh, I'm I'm drinking a bourbon. Yeah, is that uh, is that because you're unwinding after uh, after Bronco uh, in uh, Wrangler Week? No, it's because I was reading comments on our YouTube video, which, by the way, has <laughs> done half a million views in, in about 26 hours, which is great. But um, apparently, we're millennials. We know nothing about <laughs> off roading, and we didn't show the interior or drive the car in the video. Okay, so okay. So well, well, there's well, reasons for that. Wait, 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 wait. Before right. that, we right. got to get to your intro. Right, don't hold on. We'll don't do your say intro. another word. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? So uh, Johnny Lieberman uh, is going to share with us uh, his experience of co-hosting a Motor Trend video with me. And what's yeah. hilarious about this is I never get invited to do any of the like big Motor Trend stuff. This is like the first time that I was. They're like, "Hey, we need you in this too." I'm like, "Now, what? is that because of your beard or your weight?" Uh, it's what? all my talent, okay. basically. Okay. And so uh, Johnny and I did this video, and they actually used the whole thing. And I thought we were going to do two separate ones, and they just did one cut that had both of us in it, which was cool. Was it highly edited? No, it was all right. And okay. but I have to thank Johnny because Johnny gave me props on his uh, on his Insta yesterday, and I gained like you know. 150 followers, and then Motor Trend actually, yeah, Motor Trend actually tweeted out at Johnny Lieberman at Sean P. Holman, and I gained a bunch more. I'm like, so then I was like, that's what that's like, you know. My phone kept buzzing and kept looking. It's like 100 likes, and you're going, whoa. So I have a taste of what it's like to be like a uh, automotive celebrity, apparently. Yeah, well, then, and you're getting the comments calling you calling you an idiot, um, <laughs> which which is which is really what it's all about. So I read the um, comments earlier today. 
and then I yeah. just stopped because I I didn't have time to to be depressed. Right. Well, and how right. were your comments so contrary to what other people were saying? Can you read me some? Yeah, let me let me pull it up. They're, 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 like, base, let me summarize because I I don't want to like give these guys a, any more airtime. <laughs> well, we're not going to call them out by name or handle. <laughs> First of all, I want to let, let the record show we did this back in February, right? Before COVID, so, before the so world right, ended. Right. As I said, the world is shut down. So, And by the way, I just so people know, video, we did the vehicles that we were with were pre-production that yeah. did not have a production interior, so we could not show the interior because this was months well, ago. Well, not only that, hang on, we had armed guards, like, they were going to shoot us yeah. if we, like, took a picture of the interior. Like, don't forget yeah. that. They're like, no, you was, can't do that. And they didn't yeah. give us any information. Like, literally, we showed up, and they go, None. this is what, here's the vehicle. And Johnny and are like, well, I, what's the suspension? What's the wheels? What They're like, oh, it's, it's that. It's, no, we're not talking about that. Oh, here's the answer well, to that. Well, did they have an engineer there, or do they have, like, what they kind of- They couldn't talk to us. They, they couldn't we, talk to us. Yeah. Where did this take so place? We can't did. tell you. Here's what we did. So, so, Lightning, here's what we did. We actually, without even planning it, like one of us would distract the PR guy and the other would like <laughs> get with the engineer and be like, is that the Badlands package? That's the Badlands package. Right. Right. And the engineers don't have the same media training. So they're like, yeah, it's the Badlands package. <laughs> they're like, aha. There's, ah. there's- then the PR person would swoop in and start hitting people with newspapers and stuff. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really bad. But like we couldn't show the interior. We couldn't drive the car. We didn't know anything. But but my point is, we shot it so long ago that I'm watching the video, and I'm like, "Huh, a 2.3 liter." I, I, I the words are coming out of my mouth. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, and a 2.7 liter. Who knew?" Right? Because it was six months ago, and I've yeah. just forgotten everything. Well, here's here's a a good uh, thread right here. Kind of a yeah. bad review. They didn't even show the interior. They just laughed and played grab ass the whole time. And then this guy's but like, did. not to mention they don't really know anything about the options. Yeah, no, neither did Ford at the time. <laughs> not that they were willing to share <laughs> right. with us. Right, right, Well, right, so right. how was this presented to you before you were, when you were invited out, what did they say? What did the little it, invite card? Come out to a secret location for an exclusive 30 minutes with the vehicle. Do whatever you need to do and then go home. By the way, that's twice as much info as I was told. It would be there. <laughs> You're going to do a video on the Bronco. I was like, oh, cool. And during this time, was- we had to do our own photo shoot as well, so the vehicles weren't available the whole time because we had a photography right. team there that was doing photos. So that cut down on what the video time was. And so anyway, it's I. it was kind of cool to be in the video. I wish I was more prepared, but there just wasn't anything. I mean, this thing's been in the can for, for like Johnny said, months. I had a uh, podcast yeah. listener write to me today, and he goes, hey, dude, saw you on the Motor Trend video, and uh, you sound different than you do on the podcast. <laughs> well, were like, you, what do I do with that? Were you I don't, a spaz or no? Or, no. I, I don't know. I didn't know how to take that. I just said thanks. And okay. by the way, I mean that was the worst. Like we had worst audio. It was raining, windy. It was yeah. I mean, if you look at my hair, it had rained on my head. I, you know, <laughs> I had a bad hair day. But um, we had 15 minutes before photo had to take over. We knew nothing, and we had like again, like I, I assume they're armed, but like scary men staring at us who wouldn't tell us anything. That were upset at everything we were saying. You know, it was, it was the craziest situation. Sounds like this is the apology tour right here. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of a it's sadly it's kind of like typical dealing with Ford PR. But Johnny, how much different is is are the are the truck then versus now? What you know, looking the commercials they're identical. Just, okay, they are. The interior identical. wasn't wasn't ready though. Yeah the the interior we saw was like if you can imagine like if you took a, a car interior and 
desaturated it to one awful color of gray every single and no thing. graining all smooth yeah. okay yeah it was just it was just like it was just 3d printed crap basically um and and yeah there was just nothing there was nothing to show um and you know like like the 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 big screen i don't think it was plugged in it was just a screen you know so okay but no they, they look they look the same look i mean they're they're gorgeous trucks um every, you know this is why the whole world's gone bronco gaga uh, you know, in the last 24 hours is that they, you know, that just design wise, they nailed it. And um, as I learned yesterday, uh, it's really cool. You can get the Sasquatch package on the base car, which I think is like a huge advantage over over what Jeep does. Cause, yeah. So you know, Rubicon's I, I a, a trim. Rubicon. Yeah. Well, let's let's get yeah. to let's get to all that stuff in a minute. I'm still trying to lay out the oh, timeline okay. in my head. Where were you yeah. guys? Were, were, did you guys see the vehicle before or after that leaked photo when the hood was up and Ford was super embarrassed that that got out. Remember, it was sitting in a warehouse way, of some way sort. Before. We, I mean, I, there were so many leaks. I I seem to remember I was taking pictures. I had I'll put it like this. I had those pictures that I posted yesterday on the internet on my phone as all the really shoddy leaks were coming out. And I was like, man, I could sell this, but I'm not going to. But I could like <laughs> make some money here. Oh, and he yes. and I both have a picture that that is super taboo. That oh really won't come out anytime oh. soon. Oh right, right. Come on right, now. Right, right. No, no. No wait, taboo in a bad way. Yeah, like if like it would end all relationships if we were to show that sh- the photo. It just it casts a, a an ill light. On... No, it, no. It just it just takes away from the spotlight a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I mean, that's the fairest way. Yeah, to put I'll, that. I'll hmm. put it like this: uh, car, car and driver has already photoshopped one of these images up, but we got the real one. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you pleased with the? with what you saw yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, look, I, I think, I think it's super cool. Like I said, I, I thought that to me, that was the, um, the best part of it was learning that for real, a hundred percent, you can, you can get like the, 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 the hardcore off-road stuff, um, on the cheap one and you can get it with the manual, um, uh, uh, gearbox. I thought, I thought that's really, that's, you know, cause if you just look at what people like negatively say, and they're probably people aren't, that aren't actually going to be buying them, but where they say like, what's wrong with the Wrangler is, you know, you got to get the Rubicon, which, you know, by the way, they're coming into like what, 60 grand for a, you know, standard Rubicon unlimited, a um, little over 60. So I, I think it's, you know, it'll probably be like, I don't know what the, no one knows what the Sasquatch package costs yet, but like probably $40,000, which is, you know, a lot cheaper than a Rubicon. Um, and I think that's super cool, and I think they picked good colors, and it just it's a great design, and, you know, great design sells cars, and we've done that for a long time, so it's good on them. I have to be careful about what I say, but I will say that the design has, uh, where it is now, is really good. Well, why do you have to, I don't understand, I mean, they've released it, it's out in the wild. Right. But, yeah. why, but everything you learned back then is now public. Mm, not everything. Not huh. everything. But I'll well, tell you, for, for my money... The two door is awesome. I think the two door is so much more pure. See, I love the four door. I, I I'm not a fan. I there's the way the C pillar comes together on the four door has a yeah. bunch of weird intersections. You're too inside. And and listen, no, because if you look at the way the four door looks, I didn't like how far the roof wraps around the side of it, and then how tall the belt line is in it. So it sort of reminds me of like the same surface to glass ratios like a Hummer H3, but. The reason they did that is because the roof wraps down because it has uh, rollover airbags up there and they need a place to house it. And the reason the belt line is where it is is because they wanted the glass to fully stow in the doors. One of the cool things about the Bronco is 
when you take the doors off, they're frameless windows. So the glass rolls right. in the door, and you take just the, the door portion off. You don't have a big frame around it, so they're a lot easier to manage, and they stow. So that's really cool. Uh, I love the belt line that high. But, I think it looks good. But yeah, I just I, so, it's funky. They, they, they locked themselves oh, in on the on the four door. Was what I was gonna say is what the, because of the roof line it had to be where it is because the belt line had to be where it is. Just where that kick up is, there's a little like triangle of no man's land. I wish that was a little yeah. cleaner on the four door. And look, this is this is a this is a, a problem that plagues like all sorts of automakers, like Cadillac. Um, on the new CT5, they have this weird, again, little triangular piece of black plastic. And I remember I was talking to the head designer, you know, for GM about it. And he said, I was like, you know, it's such a strong design, except for that. Yeah, I agree. And he goes, yeah, he goes, you, you should have seen like what the other options were. And um, you just get to this point where everything has to sync up and you have all now you have, you know, safety, heritage. It has to, you know, with the Cadillac, like it has to, it has to look like a hatchback, but for packaging reasons, you want it to be a sedan, and it just there's one little place where it falls apart. And and I, I put that in the article I wrote. Um, that that happens on the four door. It doesn't happen on the two door. So I like the way the two door looks better. And I'll say this: um, I always like two door Wranglers better than four doors. Obviously, four doors are more practical, but you got more wheelbase uh, with the Bronco over the Wrangler. So maybe the you know, the two-door Wrangler maybe is, is all right. Maybe it's it's, yeah. uh, it's more practical. The, the Bron- I got, you know, I'd like to drive the things um, before. Well, and I, that's the thing. No, nobody's driven them yet. I know a lot of people were, were pinging Johnny and pinging myself, saying, whoa, how'd they drive? How'd they drive? You guys drove yeah. them? No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. We were allowed to stand there and look at them in person and do a video. Yeah. We, we haven't sat in them. We haven't dro- driven them yet. And the other thing I'll say, going back to Johnny's comment on wheelbase, uh, a lot of people will, will say that the perfect wheelbase for – the all-around off-roader is 100 inches. Well, that's what the Bronco two-door is. So Ford listened to enthusiasts on that. The four-door is the same as the Wrangler JK at 116 inches, although the JL is 118 inches. So it just depends on what you're doing, um, but it's they're pretty but, you close know, to size. That, that's smart too, though, because I, you know, I took I took a JL Rubicon to, uh, Unlimited to to Moab uh, last year, and um, it was the breakover was was bad on it. I mean, it was, it was scraping on everything. Compared to the, the the JK, which didn't scrape as much on the breakover, so I think slightly shorter on the four door might be smart. Like maybe you know maybe they yeah maybe they figured something out. Well, the Bronco has a better breakover and departure angle, although the Jeep has a better approach angle. And I had and, be- and by the way, I mean as you you said, I read I read your comparison between the Wrangler and the um, the Bronco. Uh, that's really everything. Like like when I when I took that that the JL. To Moab, we had a G wagon with us, and the you know the G wagon had a better breakover, but the the Wrangler could do more because the approach angle was ludicrous. Especially yeah, you could the get up on things. Box. You could just walk up a wall. Which, you know the the G wagon, you're you're doing, you know twenty thousand dollars worth of damage. It'll do it, but you're going <laughs> to yeah. the front of it off. Well, ah. let's and it wasn't my car, so it did it. But, <laughs> uh, All right, well let's go through. We'll go through this just the specs yeah. real quick between a. a Bronco and a Wrangler, and we'll just go through each yeah. of the categories. So I wrote a story on Four Wheeler, so if you go to fourwheeler.com, check it out. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Story, yeah. So off-road spec sheet shootout. So I did a basically a virtual on-paper shootout of all the off-road uh, specifications. The, the way I chose them was the same specs that each company published in their media kit. So that's how I chose the categories. And I determined which one was better in each category. And so uh, Ford claims a lot of uh, best-in-classes for a lot of different numbers, but it's with the biggest tire package, which is the Sasquatch with 35-inch tires, whereas the Rubicon has 33. So I compared a Bronco Sasquatch two-door and four-door to Rubicon uh, two-door and four-door. 
So the first category. Yeah, I think, real quick, I can stop you. That's yeah. totally fair because you can get Sasquatch on any trim level. Yes. Uh, so I think I think this is I think this is the smartest thing Ford did is that you don't have to spend big money to get a lot of off-road capability. Just to reiterate it for the third time. Exactly. Um, so you can have so the base model. That's actually super. Yeah, yeah. You, you have the baseball to add the add the Sasquatch package. We'll we'll talk about those in a second. So uh, yeah. a- angles basically they're super close. So the approach angle on a on a Wrangler uh, two door or four door about forty four degrees. The Broncos forty three, little over forty three degrees. Oh, so that that's the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's but here's the departure angle. This is one of the things that drives me crazy. Ford says, oh, we're best in class. We're best in class. It's thirty seven point two degrees uh, departure angle. Well, Wrangler's 37. That's the difference of whether your tires are inflated at 30 or 35 PSI. Yeah. Well, so that, it, it, that's, that's if that's if your cooler's full. Yeah, exactly. So that's inconsequential yeah. to me. That's that's basically okay, so identical. Yeah. Breakover matters. Yeah. So the Bronco obviously on 35s with a shorter wheelbase. Two doors 29 versus Wrangler's at 27.8. And the four doors at 26.3. Wrangler four doors at 22.6. I'm just trying to do this, guys. For those people maybe new <laughs> yeah. listeners, can you explain the uh, approach, approach breakover? Yeah. And approach angle is the basically from the center line of the tire up to, think of an imaginary line up to whatever touches first. Okay. And that angle is how is your approach angle. Same thing with the bumper. Right. From so the if there's, if there's the, a tree that fell down across the path, you know, can you can you crawl over the tree basically? Yeah. Without hitting the bodywork. So think of it this way: a ninety degree approach angle would mean that you could go up to a wall and start crawling up it. Up it. Gotcha. Right. So a 40, like a rock buggy. Right. A forty five degree means that half of that. Right. And so on that one, I gave uh, the two door and four door uh, Bronco and Wrangler ties because I felt that from a number standpoint, they were they're pretty close. And breakover angle, I think, is. Um, a lot better on the Bronco, but I gave the nod to Wrangler because it has a better approach angle. So I kind of traded those two out in my mind. So yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, when I when I did some you know fairly fairly hardcore off roading, the one weak spot of the Wrangler was the breakover. It was very noticeable on the four door, um, and, and especially compared to you know Wranglers uh, uh, from the past. It just you know, and look, it is armor plated, so okay, you're scraping, yeah. but you are scraping a lot. And you know, any anytime you, you scrape more in a in a Jeep than you do in a Mercedes, like that's not good for the Jeep. And I should say a Mercedes <laughs> on like nothing tires. It was on like you know, yeah. Just, I mean the G wagon's pretty incredible. All right, uh, moving. It, it's, it's, yeah, I was gonna say. All right, moving uh, to engines. There's two engines available on the Bronco. Uh, one is the 2.3 EcoBoost with 270 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque, or the 2.7 EcoBoost V6 out of the F150 with 310 horsepower and 400. So I will say on the surface, it sounds like, wow, those numbers are really great because the 2-liter turbo 4 in the Jeep has uh, the same horsepower 270, 270, but only 295 on torque. And then the normally aspirated 3.6 Pentastar is 285, 260. So you think, wow, Bronco kicks Jeep's ass all over the place on engines. And I would I would say yes to a point. Uh, the 10-speed automatic transmissions have more gears, which is pretty cool for uh, off-roading. Uh, but the manual is only available on the 2.3 four-cylinder. It's not available on the 2.7. Why did you suppose they did that? Yeah, two uh, two cones. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why they did that, because the torque of the twin-turbo V6 was too much. It. That's, yeah. That's why. But I think that was a I think that was kind of a bonehead move. I think they could have like you know there, there's a way to make a manual work with that two seven. I think so. But, you, um, even if you derate it, you'd still have more power than the Jeep V6. 
Yeah, and it, you wouldn't have to derate it that much, but I, or I mean, I, th- I think you could use stronger gears, but I guess they figure it's going to be low take. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I know what you're you're about to mention the the diesel and that totally legit. I just want to say one thing: that Pentastar is such a boat anchor at this point in time. <laughs> uh, How do you really you feel? Know, that, uh, it's just so lousy. It's just heavy and and no guts. So I think having that twin turbo V6 is a huge advantage. That said. Agreed. Not having a manual is a bit baffling to me. If you're going to make this like super enthusiast vehicle, like, right? What they want, it looks killer. Da, da, da. Just, just figure it. It's, you yeah. can do it. It, it, it. There's a way to do it. So you're right. I was going to mention yeah. the diesel. So the diesel, yeah. 260 horsepower, but beats everybody at 442 on torque. Okay, but it's only available in the unlimited, not available uh, available in the two door. Plus, you yeah. can get a variety of the e torque. Uh, mild hybrids right now in the Jeeps. Those aren't coming to Bronco yet, right? There's only two choices. Right. So yeah. on this one, I said two-door, it's a tie, and four-door winner goes to Wrangler, mostly because of engine options and all that torque is really good for off-roading. And then I'll I'll go to this next section, gearing, and kind of explain myself because people are going, no, 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 those Ford engines, are, were they below the Chrysler engines? Or are they below but, the but, Jeep but engines? But real quick, real quick, real quick, I just want to just say that, like, you know, yeah, there's more engine options for the Jeep, but two of them suck. So uh, <laughs> at least both Ford engines are pretty stout. I, I and I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So okay. moving to gearing. So this is this is part gearing, of what yeah. drove this that decision. Huge. Yeah. Ford yeah. claims a best in class crawl ratio of ninety four point seven to one, which is insane. Okay. So my my twenty twenty JL Great. with four eighty four eighty eight gears has a hundred and one to one crawl ratio, and Lightning had a chance to drive in it recently. And you were pretty impressed by that. I could have done the worm next to you <laughs> while you were rolling and beaten you. Yeah. That's how sure. slow that damn thing was It, it was awesome. It was yeah. like half a mile an hour, one mile per hour. I should have done the worm next to you. You should have. You should have done a video <laughs> on that. All right, so here's the deal so with I, that. I, I got to yeah, go, go for go, it. Go, go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I was just going to say, Ford claims best-in-class crawl ratio, which they're not wrong. However, it's only on one model, and that's on the 2.3 uh, manual-equipped Broncos. with the. So here's what Ford did. They have two transfer cases. One is a 272 to 1, which is what Jeep has in their standard T case. But Jeep has the 4 to 1 T case. Ford went with a 3.06 to 1 T case. So, what they did to compensate to beat Jeep on the crawl ratio is they put a crawler gear, a 6 plus 1 manual, in the 2.3, which gives them that 94.7 to 1. So far, brilliant. And the fact that you have a 3 to 1, it's a little bit deeper than the standard T case that you have in the industry. But it's not as deep right. as the four to one, which sometimes, especially in SoCal where we like to go fast, is a little bit too deep. So Ford kind of uh, hit the middle ground, which is really smart. However, when you consider the volume models, which are going to be the V6s on both brands with um, an automatic, the, that changes the uh, the ratio a little bit. Ford right. only has well, a, a lot of it for the Ford. Right? Sure, I mean, yeah, it, it drops like from 94, 94 to 60 something. Yeah, to 67.8 to one. But Jeep, because it has the 4-to-1 transfer case, its crawl ratio is 84.2-to-1 on the manual and on the uh, uh, on the um, automatic, automatic uh, 77.2. And then even the Eco, EcoDiesel-equipped JL, which has slightly taller final drive gearing, it's still 70.3-to-1. So in the volume 4-door V6 automatic, Jeep actually right. has a deeper crawl ratio. So I just wanted to point that out in my story. Ford has a great story with the 94.7 to 1 and, and kudos because that's amazing. That's a number you wouldn't have seen from the – hard to make in the aftermarket 10 or 15 years ago coming from the right. factory. But it's not the whole story. So so to, to a question and then a comment. But um, 
what would why didn't Ford they knew Jeep had the four to one? Why wouldn't they go for that for the automatic, which would give them like you know get them up into the eighties? Because why, I, why? because I think that they wanted to have a T case because they were going to make it up in gearing, and I think they wanted to have a T case that was more for a broader crowd, not so rock crawly. I think if you look at the Bronco with the architecture, the IFS, the coilover shocks, all that stuff, yeah. they sort of said, listen. We're going to be a little bit worse in rock crawling, but not much, and we're okay with that. But we're going to be way better on highway and way better at going fast. And so I think and, that's and they, the, the compromise they made. And they probably said, "Look, like hardcore people that buy Wranglers because they have two solid axles. That's only, despite what you know they say, that's probably a very small percentage of Wrangler buyers." Um, and so we'll give that up. We're not going to have two solid axles. Yeah, and, and so. it's also hard to determine since all the 4 to 1 cases come on the Rubicon and a lot of Wrangler buyers buy the Rubicon because it's the top of the line. So it kind of skews right. the numbers of would they have bought that 4 to 1 case sure, it, sure, sure, right? Sure. If, if, if it wasn't standard. Probably on not. Yeah, so I think Ford just kind of said for the average guy, we'll make it up in gearing and we'll do a, right. a, a slightly Got deeper it. than standard uh, 3. So I gave the Bronco manual transmission – in both the two-door and four-door, the win, and then the Wrangler automatic transmission, both in the two-door and four-door, the win in this category, because they both yeah, are sense. close. My, my comment I was going to make was I, I drove a Unimog U400 that had a uh, set of low, low gears. Yeah. Um, and so low, low means, I believe the guy said the uh, top speed in low, low first was 80 meters an hour. <laughs> um, and to demonstrate this, he put it in low, low one and got out and stood next to it. And like, it, it, it barely moved. It was almost imperceptible, the car. And I was, I was talking to him, I'm like, well, what you, awesome. it's cool, but what do you use this for? And he looks at me like, is a German guy in, at the Unimog Museum. He looks at me like, like as if I'm an idiot. And he says, well, what if you have to back up a train? Well, and duh. Said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I got no argument. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, low, low. But yeah, that was, that was um, a, that was uh it was how did that work it was it was it was an eight speed manual with low and uh low low and then reverse uh had eight speeds as well so it was a 32 oh my god it was the cool it was the coolest car i've ever driven the real millennial anti-theft device and wasn't that johnny wasn't that on video i remember seeing that on motor trend i i think the one i i drove on video was an automatic which which had the same thing but but the one that was the 32-speed manual, um, you could – I think both of them, but you could take the, the – you know, it was, it was a left-hand drive car. But if you wanted to, you could slide the steering wheel over to the right. No way. No way. It had two sets of pedals, and it had, it had two, um, you know, what do you call them, universal joints. So you just unplug the steering wheel, slide it over, plug it back into the other one, and you're good. And I said, well, Here, why you take you over. That? I got to yeah. sleep. <laughs> I, I said, well, no, it wasn't that. He said, well, if you're, if you're, you know, if you have the, if you have, you know, there's a, these amazing uh, PTO power takeoffs available on Unimogs. One of them's like a, a tree trimmer, right? So he's like, well, if you're trimming trees on the left side of the road, and then you got to trim on the right, and, and you can't make a U-turn, then you can just slide over in the cab and keep going. I was well, like, yeah, fine. Totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so stop being logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, those, those. I mean, you should, if you ever get a chance, like, 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 go, go to the Unimog Museum. You'll, you'll just pee yourself. It's the coolest place in the world. I, I might not pee myself, but uh, Lightning would. <laughs> Where you is that again? You said problems. that's in Germany. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, west of uh, Stuttgart. I can't remember the name of the town. But I went to the museum and then went to the Unimog Proving Ground, which was like so. That's got to be awesome. Yeah. It's a lot oh of really God. slow moving vehicles. Are they even on <laughs> right now? They're just there's a guy standing next to it. Turns out it's in low low gear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but they also they also like go really fast and kick ass too. I mean, we were like jumping through like you know like literally like diving into frozen lakes and like all kinds of crazy. I mean, the, those awesome. things. You remember, they're they're so capable because like not only is the suspension like articulately crazy. The, the the frame actually twists so you get what? like yeah so it's like so, not only is it like solid axles but the 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 actual frame twists like 15 degrees uh you know front to back Johnny Lieberman the only guy in the world who has a better job than me <laughs> uh, I love you mugs yeah the mugs are mugs are cool mugs would are you awesome. would you own one here stateside if you could well I guess there are I mean, some here sure, oh absolutely if I could yeah. I mean uh, my at my current house, it would be, it'd be hard to park, but uh, I got some fun with it. <laughs> no harder yeah. than parking at Lightning's house. They're big enough you could move out of your house and just live in the Unimog. They're actually no, actually, it's a, it's a two passenger cabin. There's not there's you have to like you you pick what goes. They're on tall. The back. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They're tall. They're not yeah. big. They're well, tall. No, he puts an RV you know on the oh, back. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, like one of those overland exactly. like, campers, well, and then goes and travels the world. Right. Follows Dan the, the, one, the one I didn't get to touch, but they had one sitting there. It's called the U500, and so that's like a semi-truck size one. And I said, what the hell do you use that for? And they're like, well, if you're in Mongolia and you have to haul, like, oil pipes around, there's no road, so you use this. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then you sort of uh, looked to the producer and said, how do we get to Mongolia? Yeah, you got to cross uh, that yeah, off yeah. the automotive bucket list. It's so foreign to us because, like, oh, if you're in Mongolia, we're like, <laughs> What? Yeah, why would I be what? in Mongolia? What? I was Actually, in Montana. Are there people in Mongolia? The What's yeah. happening? Are there? Wait, they got yeah, it. Mongolia. It's like yeah, so yeah. weird. No, uh, you know, Infinity of all people, they did a press trip to Mongolia to like uh, use. They're using the their big their big QX80. Actually, and their QX62, but they were hunting uh, dinosaur bones, like fossils. Now that's cool. See, yeah, that's that's, that's way cooler than yeah. doing a podcast. I didn't get to go. But it was, yeah, super cool. Super cool. All right, so the next uh, next category is ground clearance, and so obviously IFS. Uh, 35-inch tires, and they both use the same Dana Advantech M220 uh, rear axle. So no surprise. Isn't it, is it a 210? Uh, 210, is, 190 or 210 on the front, and a 220 on the rear. It's a 220 on the rear? Okay. And then 35-inch uh, tires. So it's no surprise. Bronco, 11.6 uh, inches of ground clearance versus the Wranglers at 10.8. Uh, so obviously the nod is the Bronco. Is that just tire? All Yeah, that's all tire. All tire. Right. If you put 30... So do you think... Can I ask? Can I ask this? Is yeah. Jeep going to do a thirty-five package to, uh, to I, battle the? I Sasquatch? would. Say, I would say that Jeep was paying attention yesterday. They've yeah, got to have yeah. answering fire. <laughs> I would say if you know anything about the JL, the Rubicon was designed to fit thirty-fives without a lift, and I yeah. bet that you will see something down the line. Would be my guess. Right. Would be my guess. All right. Okay. This is one I thought I found was really interesting. It was payload. And a lot of people don't think about payload, but in this class, with all the people going overlanding and camping, before you might have a seven or eight hundred pound payload. Once you get all your gear and your fat butt in there, you don't ha you have to choose like, do I take the dog or can I take my family or do I leave the the tent and canoe behind or whatever? Um, the payload is actually pretty close on these. I was surprised. So Bronco two door, eleven hundred and seventy pounds of payload. Wrangler two door, eleven hundred ninety pounds of payload, and the Bronco four door. 1370 versus the Wrangler Unlimited 1351. So it's a wash on that one. That was a tie. It's a total tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Because that's the difference that's of some options. You could not option the safety package and be 20 pounds lighter or whatever, right? So so that one, that oh, yeah. one is definitely a wash. Now, suspension. Okay, so suspension, that's the big thing. It seems like everybody online is like either I'm a solid axle fan, I'm an IFS fan, whatever. That's the battle. Um, so right. here's what's awesome about the Bronco suspension. It's based The, the chassis is based on the next generation ring, uh, Ranger and the fact that it is IFS but with uh, – a lot of lessons learned on Raptor, and when you get their optional high-performance off-road stability suspension, that includes the really bitchin' uh, monotube Bilstein reservoir shocks that have end-stop control valves, and their coilovers right. at each corner, and they're angled in the back, that's pretty badass. And, and Ford's saying that they have 10% more travel than the uh, Wrangler in the front and 17% more travel in the rear, which is super bitchin'. However, the only thing I would say here is there's definitely diehard solid axle guys, and the aftermarket's yeah. going to be a lot slower to bump up a uh, a Bronco, and it's going to be a lot more expensive. And so, stock for stock, depending on what you're doing, I think there's places the the Wrangler would be better, and the Wrangler has monotubes also, but they're not piggyback, and uh, it has coil springs right. also. So, I think it comes down to there's so many variables, and with no seat time, I think on paper the Bronco looks better, or or close to it but knowing from real world where i've driven vehicles that were supposed to quote unquote on paper look better and it hasn't worked that way and knowing all of the engineering that jeep's done to make that solid axle really pretty darn amazing on and off road um i basically called this one a tie it's a wash i wasn't going to argue the benefits of ifs and solid axle on this yeah one. i mean that how do you even start that one i i would just say this for for people that say oh you can't even go off road without solid axles like you know, again, I, I we do this. Every Raptor proves you know, that wrong, right? Well, yeah, but I was going to say that you know, we we always do a Wrangler versus Land Cruiser versus G Wagon, and um, you know, I remember the first time we did that, that was when both the G Wagon and the Wrangler were full solid axle, and the Toyota was just solid in the rear, and we all liked the Toyota off road better. It had more, it just it it had more articulation. Um, plus it had some of the tricks that are on the, the Bronco now, like that turn control. Yeah. That's where, awesome. Um, it was pretty slick. You could, you could actually, it was actually more maneuverable. Um, and you know, we did, we did the, that one, I think we did the poison spider trail. So like, you know, it was pretty good. Um, wasn't, it's not the most hardcore trail in Moab, but it was a pretty it's a good one. Yeah. Trail. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then we did it again with, you know, with when the G wagon switched to, uh, independent front and, um, you know, again, did we did we wind up at the same finish line? Yeah. Um, the, like I said, the big advantage that the Wrangler had both times was just approach angle. It has a monster approach angle, which just other vehicles don't have. But I, I felt that you, if you still have a solid rear and if, if the front uh, independent is, is designed well, then you can accomplish a lot. Yeah, for know? sure. And, and obviously... Ford has put a lot of wheel travel into the front suspension. They've made it pretty durable yeah. and rugged. They actually did a lot of the testing on the King of the Hammers trails um, yeah, out of Johnson sure. Valley. I mean, it's 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 legit. As far as IFS yeah. goes, this isn't a 92 uh, Chevy Blazer. Like, it's just, it's just not, right? <laughs> no. And Right, yeah. It's and, and, fully and modern. Toyota's been doing it forever, yeah. successfully. You know, it really, and, and, and Mercedes now, like, they're really, and, and that was Mercedes' big thing was, like, you know the the, the hardcores in in uh, Austria were like, no, it must be two solid axles. That's that's yeah. what we do. And the Mercedes is like, no, we'll sell more if it rides better. 
and you know we could we could make it more capable and so that was the internal challenge and the the engineers won out over the the purists let's say doesn't ford do quite a bit with fox yeah uh, holman i'm surprised to see the bill steins on here instead of fox or is there a backstory i don't know uh i mean just i think the technology okay, listen oes there's only a couple shock companies that can produce a very high quality tier one oe shock it's bill stein right. it's fox and there's a couple right. other ones that you'll know from German cars and stuff like a Sax or things like that. Yeah, and then like for sporty stuff, like Multimatic is getting. Yeah, in there. Multimatic yeah. would be the other one. But yeah, I feel like it, off the Raptor that used the Fox, this would be a great selling point for the performance. Well, yeah, but I think you know, the Bilstein like, shocks are so. I'm not saying these aren't great. What I'm just saying is, from a pure marketing standpoint, I think like. The younger enthusiast is about, oh, Fox, I know that name. They're the Raptor I, I, I guys. I think that's great right now. You wait two years, and that's going to go back to Bill Stein. It used to be Bill Stein. Bill Stein didn't do a lot with right. the marketing department. Ford came in with T-shirts and logos and mountain bikes and everything else and just hats. killed it. Hats. Killed it in marketing when Bill Stein didn't. Bill Stein's technology is still every bit as good or better. I would even argue better in a OE setting for what they can do for the price per unit and their technology. And... Um, What's coming on the horizon that we can't talk about? The Bronco is only the first salvo of new vehicles that you'll see with epic Bilstein suspension that is going to revolutionize off-roading. Really? And I'm that's not saying that's not overstating it at all. Um, I think that that Bilstein probably came in and said, "Listen, uh, here's the price per unit. Here's what we can do for you. We really want the business." I think that. Bill Stein in Legend was supposed to be on Fox or was supposed to be on Raptor, and Fox came in when they weren't even a tier one supplier and underbid them, and that's how Fox got right. on the Raptor program. And, and I, I would, you know, Lightning. I would also say, you know, my, one of my favorite studies I've read is, um, I forget what it was. It was like sixty percent of BMW owners don't know if their car is rear or front wheel drive. So <laughs> I would believe I that. I don't think Fox is. I don't think Fox is a selling point at all for the Raptor. I think the Raptor looks rad. People know they could jump it. If you were to go to like most Raptor owners and say, "What kind of shocks do you have?" Actually, if you went to most ones, say, "Could you point at your shocks?" They couldn't do that. You know? No, what I mean? no, so, I, really. Yeah. If you're to yeah, the point where I, you want a Raptor, you would you know what a shock is. Could you nah. name the brand? I would say most Raptor owners could tell you what nah. kind of brand we're under there. Yeah, you're too. You're, 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 you're we're too close to it. We're we're inside baseball. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, doesn't matter. Does does it jump? Does it look cool? Is it really wide? Is it called the Raptor? Cool. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> okay. Well, and the other thing too is uh, is if you look at the uh, the landscape, um, I think it comes down to performance. And when you get into a vehicle, if it does what you want it to do, you probably don't care. And I think there's a lot of you know guys who are in. It's just like you know Ford versus Chevy or Jeep versus Bronco or whatever. It's just there's going to be those camps. And for the manufacturer, right. if you look at Bronco, there's they were very careful who they co-branded with. Uh, Dana and Bill Stein, I think Goodyear, are the only three outside companies even mentioned in the press release out of all the suppliers on it. And so it's a big deal. Right. So obviously Ford sees the the marketing potential, the Bill Stein name can help carry that brand. The other thing is they're doing all the market research. Uh, the Raptor customer and the Bronco customer, at this point, probably two different people. I believe that. Perhaps in the market research they did, Bill Stein carried a bigger name than Fox for their potential customer base. Hmm. So you have to look at the, the market categories too. By the way, by the way, they also, just the way the suppliers work, you know, Bilstein says, hey, it's going to cost X. And Ford says, if we put Bilstein in the press release, uh, can you knock off a uh, dollar a unit? And they say, yeah, that's great. So don't, you know, like. Don't underestimate don't, business. 
I, I just don't know if Bilstein is going to be selling Broncos. I think the fact that it's called a Bronco and it looks the way it does, that's what's going to sell them. You know what I mean? Like, um, no, I agree. And most of them are going to end yeah. up on the on the you know on the highway. They're they're never yeah. going to see dirt yeah. at all, which ever. is great for the right. second owner, right? Right. right. I, mean, I, had, I had somebody text me uh, yesterday. and They go, "Dude, nobody's ever going to take these things off road." I'm like, "Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome for all the people that can't afford a new one in two years when they come off totally. leases. They're going to be uh, you know all over." Well, yeah, right. it's. I say that every every single time when someone's like, "How can you like a G wagon?" All they do is sit at the mall. I'm like, not after care. that depreciation but, goes away, you know? Uh, yeah, like, dude, yeah, give me that. Give me it's like those Audi commercials. Thanks for taking care of my future car. You right? know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's that it's that deal, dude. It's crazy. I mean, the car that I bought, you know, I bought a, uh, a Johnny like a, an 07 SL55, and the sticker oh, yeah, on it nice. was like sticker on it was like one twenty one, and I got it for yeah. nineteen five. You know what I mean? It's just insane, and, and it and it's in Holman's seen it's in pristine condition. Car that is right, like what a great car. Love it. Well, except the interior is all rattly and stuff, or stuff's falling yeah. apart. You're high. It is not. It's great, dude. It's solid <laughs> for a Mercedes with old interior. It's great. I mean, it looks nice. It's just you know, it does not rattle. Door panels. And well, I did change that creaky Mercedes Benz five year old oh, leather. Dude, it creak. sucked. So I went and I would close my door, and I had a rattle in there. Uh-huh. I thought it's the 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 regulator. I thought it was just. I go, it's loose, but I don't want to do this twice. So I ordered one. So retail on the regulator for this damn thing is three hundred and twenty bucks. My buddy who works yeah. at my buddy works Parts at a Mercedes dealer. Yeah, so he gets it to me for two sixty. Now I go, can I return it if I don't need it? He says, Yeah, leave it in the box. So I get it. Fortunately, I pull the door panel off. I don't need it. it. The bolts are completely loose to the point where the glass is about to fall out of the track. So I tighten it up right. and I look in there. Sure enough, there's broken glass along the bottom. Someone had busted into the car, destroyed the window, and so it's got new glass. It's put and, back together poorly. And yeah. they put it back together. Poorly. By the way. Lightning's uh, Mercedes and the Bronco, both frameless uh, doors. Yeah, That's true. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, look, I, I look. I, here's the thing. I always, I always laugh. Not laugh. Last wrong word. I'm just amazed that um, people take anecdotal uh, experiences and apply it to like you know hundreds of thousands of of vehicles or millions of vehicles. Like you know, I've driven. Lots of brand new cars that rattle like crazy, and I've driven lots of old cars that are just like miserable after a couple of years. Um, but some aren't, you know. So it's just, it's, it's just, you know, it, 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 it it's just going to be different, the car versus car. You know what I mean? So um, the, I don't think you can. I don't know. I, I don't think old Mercedes are, are that rattly in general, but maybe yours was rattling or whatever. Holman's trying to say. Well, All no, I know we, is that it seems like every old Mercedes I've ever been in. Just like the car is stout, the car yes. feels like it's built from granite, but just the all the old leather just creaks against itself. The cr- yeah, all that the plastics on BMWs, Audis, all of them, just Volkswagen. Just, just so try and find I, it. I've been in. I, I was in a you know uh, recently a seven year old Cadillac that was like it, it was like making I, it had a noise generator it was so creaky. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? so oh, like, check this out. So my my good buddy Lawson, who listens to the uh, the podcast, yeah. one of my best friends. All right. He has a uh, a GMT, I guess it would be a 900 Suburban, right? And he's had the dash replaced a couple times because the actual dash is cracked on the top. Right. You get in that right. thing. I think it had, I don't know, it was like uh, maybe 9,500,000 miles. Super creaky, the plastics, the door panels. So he's been looking for a, uh, a Land Cruiser Series 80 forever. Finally found mm. one, picked it up, and we've been getting it all put together and getting it right. He got it, a bunch of stuff taken care of on it. It has... 244,000 miles on it and not one que- creak or rattle. He's selling okay. the Suburban. So yeah. the, the, the Land Cruiser is, is the exception. It's special, to old, yes. Like 
old cars suck. I like to say, except for old old Land Cruiser, one hundred percent. They're still hand built. They're you know, special. It, it, yeah, and you have to remember yeah. they were they were luxury cars here, but it was still at the time for me an '80s my favorite because it's not as luxurious and complicated as a hundred. But unlike yeah. a, a '60 where you have leaf springs and solid axles, this has coil springs and solid axles. So it's yeah, sort of yeah, the yeah. best of both worlds. It has just enough luxury with you know you can get a CD player and leather seats and power everything, but it doesn't have nav and all this other complication or air suspension or or you know KDSS yeah. or any of that. So. It's it's like I always, the happy I always place. Tell the story. I always tell the story. So a friend of mine, she has a a, a brand not, oh, now it's three years old, but a Range Rover, the new Range Rover, the diesel, right? Yep. And uh, for what she does for a living, she actually does do a lot of off roading with it. Um, she's a photographer. So um, I was you know, I went to they live up in wine country, so I we went to go visit them. I happened to have a press car. I had a Land Cruiser with me, right? So she, you know, I pulled it up. She's like, "What? What is that? A Toyota?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a Land Cruiser." She's like, "Oh, it just wasn't re- making. It wasn't registering at all." And um, we're just talking about her Range Rover, you know, and and um, she's like, "It's good, but like, it's starting to have weird problems because at the time it was two years old. Um, you know, they're just they're just horribly unreliable, electrical, and, and all sorts of weird stuff. Just like the gl- the glass was shattering, just like that. Anyway, wow. So, um, and I said, you know, hey, you know. You got to go off road. And you want some luxury, like you, you can't really beat a Land Cruiser. And she's like, "What?" She's like looking at it. She's peeking on the inside. That's pretty nice. But how much is that? Like, you know, it's eighty-eight thousand for this one because it had the one option, which is rear seat entertainment. And she's like, "For a Toyota?" And I go, "I have to forget about the badge. Like, yeah. the car's worth it." The next day, her neighbor, uh, some some dude who has like this crazy car collection and knew who I was, he wanted to come over and talk to me about some Porsches he had. Right, so he comes over. Pulls up in his uh, 2000 Land Cruiser. And his name was John. I was like, John. I was trying to convince my friend Carly, uh, you know, that she needed to get rid of the Range Rover and get a Land Cruiser. I go, how many miles are on your Land Cruiser? And he goes, uh, 201,000. Just just cracked 200,000 miles of the day. I go, how many things have gone wrong with it? He stops for a second. He looks at me. And he goes, nothing. Yep. Nothing's ever gone wrong. <laughs> I had the car. 19 years, I'll never sell it. But, but that's true. And if you look at the old straight six, the fuel-injected one that's in like an, uh, was it FZJ80, there's no yeah. chains. It's all gear-driven, which is one of the reasons right. they're so damn reliable. And you got to remember at the time, Toyota was making those for uh, peacekeeper missions for the UN and, and for <laughs> right, traversing right. the Middle East and Africa. And so um, it was built for this life cycle of these like no roads, forget unimproved roads, no roads. So living right. two hundred thousand miles in America on the freeway is like nothing to these things, and they're just they're just amazingly well built, and uh, they're just they're special. I'm just surprised special. you haven't owned one. Uh, I yeah, I mean, just too boring. I, I gotta get one I don't too. Know. I, I don't know. It's I, funny. I had a, I had a Toyota, a very senior Toyota person, kind of explain to me what makes the the Land Rover uh, initials PW like, by any uh, chance. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. No. He lives in Japan. Um, and what makes the Land Cruiser and, and the, the the GX 470 or whatever it is now, like you know the small Land Cruiser, what makes them so good? And you know Toyota, they, they do pride themselves on reliability. That's one of their brand values, right? Um, so every Toyota goes through like reliability testing, and then every truck or SUV goes through a second kind of off-road type thing, and then the real stuff then goes through this third cycle where the chief engineer of Land Cruiser will take the team um, overlanding through Iraq because 
not only are there no roads, the roads that were there were blown up. And they literally, like, go, like an engineering team goes camping in war zones all over the world, and their cars better make it out or they'll get captured and, you know, kidnapped and Anyhow, they just go. They just go through this this duty cycle that no other uh, passenger vehicles go through. Basically, yeah, I don't know about no other, but they go through this extra uh, legit duty cycle that just is, is why they're so indestructible and so capable. So let's get back to the Bronco. Um, Bronco. We, I want to finish Holman's list, and then I want to talk about um, the trim levels, and and then how many you think these have sold. So okay. or, or All have right, reserves. So we'll we'll hit through. So the. Uh, so the next category was technology. The Broncos packed full of it. Uh, they got all sorts of stuff. They've got the goat modes, which uh, goat, by the way, is not greatest of all time. It's actually was an acronym. Go anywhere. Uh, go over all terrain. When the Broncos right. were developed in the '60s, that was like an engineering development team, just referred to as the goat before it had the Bronco name. So they have these things called goat mode. You'll know it as terrain management if you've owned a Ford before where you can pick out different terrains that you're in with a knob and it presets the vehicle, preselects different things like lockers. And weren't, and they gonna, weren't they going to call the Bronco the goat before yeah. the Mustang? And then they're like, ah, we should, we should, we should stick with a horse. a horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's got goat modes. It's got this really cool thing called trail maps where it's got trail navigation in the head unit. That looked really cool. It looked yeah. very similar, kind of like a, like a, Onyx. a stripped version of Onyx. Yeah, so... Uh, that's going to be cool. Trail control, which is essentially cruise control for the trail. It's uh, just like uh, crawl control on the Toyotas. Uh, trail turn assist, also s- similar to a function on the Land Cruiser, where they use the inside rear brake. They drag it so that you can do yeah. a brake burn around a corner. To like, If you're going up a shelf road that has switchbacks, you can get a super tight turning radius. I was trying it. to figure out what they meant by that. Okay. And they also have- It's 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 one of those, if you experience it, it's like, wow, that's really good. We I remember we did it where- both the the Wrangler uh, Unlimited and the G Wagon had to make three point turns, and the Land Cruiser, which was the biggest, it was a three row with turn control on, could just make the corner. You know, so it was actually pretty useful. Yeah, it's it's super cool in the right situation. So uh, Bronco yeah. has it's a very that. specific situation. Yeah, but very specific. Work. And again, that's included, right? That's yeah. part of the standard yeah. package. It okay. also has a, a trail one pedal drive, so it's like an electric car for novice so drivers. Only, but by the way, that's only with the automatic transmission. Correct. Yeah. Last wait, wait. Explain that sucks. again. So it's one pedal. Yeah. So it basically applies the brakes when you lift off the accelerator and lets them go. You don't have to touch the brake pedal. So for a novice driver doing tech, uh, technical driving, they only have to worry about the accelerator. What the hell? Yeah. So that's that's kind of crazy. Is, wait, wait. Is that a thing? I've never even heard of that before. Well, like a Nissan Leaf uh, is probably the first car that had one yeah. pedal drive. It's like it's like a, it's called a dead man's pedal. It's like trains are like that. If you, I want to be a dead man, if 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 that's the the future of automobiles, what? No, electric cars work that way. You yeah. take your what? foot off. And I the, realize and, electric, but not with an engine. Well, now now you get it with uh, with an engine. Hmm, I wonder if I'm going to like it or hate it. Uh, you you hate everything, so it'll probably be... Uh, I do. Uh, you hate everything. No. Uh, so it also I, has... <laughs> features like that, sorry, Sean. Yeah, no worries. Features like that, though, it's like, you know, like every time I've ever gone off-road, I've been in a vehicle, modern vehicle... Uh, it has hill descent control. Yeah. Never use it. Yeah. Never, ever use it. I've know? used it on the so manufacturer kind of... things, and I remember the early ones yeah. turned me off because the Toyotas had them first, I think, and it sounded like machine guns going off as the solenoids <laughs> right. fired. And the new ones are right. really quiet, but it was just like, why do I need this? I can just control the speed myself with brakes and gearing. Brake. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever yeah. turned on hill descent control on the freeway doing uh, Well, it doesn't, you know, work. it doesn't work on oh, that. It doesn't. No. Oh, damn. Uh, also, has no, 300. No, I used... But I've used cruise control for that. Like, if there's a cop behind me. Yeah, I've done that before. So you don't tap your brakes. You can slow down before they uh, get up to you. Right. 
Uh, it has 360-degree cameras with a uh, cool spotter mode, so a single driver can see what's uh, around. I think that could be pretty cool. Johnny mentioned That's, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, with, with, the, with the, 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 the hood as high as, as it is, that's actually a good thing, the spotter mode. I think so, too. Um, you talked about hill descent control. What's interesting I found, so Jeeps with manual transmissions have hill start assist, where if the vehicle is right. on a hill and you put in first gear, as soon as you lift off the brake to go to the clutch, it'll hold the brakes for a few seconds in order to keep you from rolling back. The Bronco does My not Ford does have that. it. They don't have it. Uh, well, you that's... might have it on your Ford. The Bronco doesn't have it. Believe it or not. No, I know that's so weird because my, my my Fiesta ST has it and it's great. You know, yeah. And, and by the way, the Fiesta weighs under three thousand pounds, so it's not a big deal to get it going. But like, the, well, these Broncos are going to weigh what five thousand? Yeah, pounds, yeah, forty-seven somewhere there. Yeah. Um. So you, that's a weird one not to have on the manual. I I, I tend to agree with you on that. Uh, they both will have brake traction control. Uh, they both have off-road screens. I gave this one winner to the Bronco, even though the tech is unproven. But just the fact that right. we're going out there and saying we have all this, I'm I'm giving them the nod. The next uh, category and it works on the Wrangler. All that all those modes work pretty well. I'm oh, not the Wrangler, sorry, the Raptor. Yeah, the Raptor. Yeah, the Raptor. yeah. They work great, and there's more on the Bronco. So I think yeah. uh, the nice thing is you can select a mode, but you can also manually override. So if you don't want the computer taking over, exactly, you can still set it up for how you want to do it as a driver, which is what I appreciate. Um, yep. our tire size clearly that goes to Bronco 35s versus 33s. There's not really an argument there. Towing was interesting. Uh, Wrangler just added trailer sway control for 20, and so it has that. Uh, Bronco has that. They both have four and seven pin trailer wiring. Um, on the two door, the Wrangler tows 2,000 pounds, the Bronco tows 3,500. So I gave the winner to the Bronco there. On the four doors, they both tow 3,500 pounds, so it's a, a tie with the four doors. Hey Sean, question. How, I mean, how important is trailing for for Wranglery type vehicles? No one ever. I mean, uh, okay, but hold on. <laughs> but but here's here's your think about it this way. There are people who tow with Wranglers. I see it all the time on the freeway. If you're somebody who has a jet ski, you do not. Uh, yes, hold I do. On a second, you do yes, not I do. see it all the time. I do I drive see it the all the time. Freeways that you no, do. No, you drive them up and wherever you're, you're up. Insane. I'm in Orange the County. Same uh, teardrop trailers are super are super uh, popular. Everyone's getting more popular. Also, yeah. off road trailers getting more popular. So yeah, and uh, you can get those that are like two thousand pounds. So here's the other thing. Don't think of sustained towing, but think of having a robust enough frame and hitch system that you can tow or pull a bigger vehicle out of being stuck uh, in low range or something like that. Like the frame right, is robust right. enough. And they have, uh, I know Jeep has it, I believe the Bronco does both four and seven pin wiring harnesses. Um, a lot of times the wiring harnesses for the plugs are used for accessories like a bike rack that might also have a brake light on it or something like that. So yep. there is there is a reason. And usually when you get a towing package, you get different coolers you get a bigger radiator i don't know if that's the case on the bronco but i always choose the tow package because it's always going to be a little bit more right. robust as somebody told me years ago uh towing is cooling that's all it means there you go thermal like, management yeah, right any, any car can temporarily move something but um it's going to overheat in two seconds so the towing is cooling it would just scare me to tow with one of these because the trailer would start wagging the they have you know, trailer sway control, both of them. Oh. So it sort of, sort of fixes that. You have towed really weird loads and have been scared, and so you're kind of gun-shy. <laughs> Maybe that's true. <laughs> you have towed with your front wheels off the ground. That is, That happened. <laughs> that was the thing, yes. All right, the next category. Yeah, it is bad. <laughs> Lightning, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, he didn't that's know uh, what tug weights were back then. Yeah, noted. Uh, yeah. Toaso, okay. coming soon, I hope. All right, uh, visibility. So this one, I gave visibility to the Wrangler. 
Actually, no, I give it a tie because the Bronco has cameras. The reason, but I think in like just raw visibility, probably going to go to the Wrangler. The reason I say that is the Wrangler has a little bit taller belt line, a little bit taller glass. It has a tapered hood. You can see out of it better. The Bronco, even when you take the doors off, the mirrors stay with it, so you still have those big old mirrors, and the Bronco mirrors, for some reason, are massive. They're huge. They're Uh, huge. But they have cameras, so I gave it a tie, but I think if you didn't buy the camera package, it would probably go, the nod would go to Wrangler. The other thing about the Bronco... Have you sat sat in a Bronco yet? uh, Just the virtual one. Uh, I have sat in a non-existing oh, one interesting. in the past. Okay, I'm not editing that okay, out, so, okay. but not the real one. Because I, I always, I always find like until you actually sit, in it's it hard to know where this, the H point is. It's just like and the Bronco has those trail sites at the leading edge of the fenders that that'll help. Yeah, that's cool. So I think that's cool, but I'm still we'll see. I, I'm not. I, that's yeah. why I gave him a tie because I haven't sat in it. Uh, the other thing is uh, about the mirrors. Ford said, we're going to leave the mirrors on the vehicle so you don't have to buy an aftermarket mirror when you pull the doors off. That's that's fine, except for what they didn't take into account. Wrangler people tend to like the mirrors on the door because they don't want to have those big old mirrors on there, especially if you're a Pacific Northwest tight trail with trees and things like that. On the Bronco, there's yeah. not really a way to take the mirrors off if you're in those tighter areas. So I thought that was kind of interesting. They fold a little bit. But yeah. I, I would say, though, however, uh, what is cool, though, is that because – you can stow the Bronco doors in the Bronco. Super cool. That's awesome. That means that's so cool because that means you can no take more them chaining off. them to a tree at the start of the Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, it just means in the middle of the day you're like, you know what? I don't want doors. And I I think yeah, I think that's they'll great. be way yes, way if quicker. If you're on a tight trail, it sucks. But yeah, you know, if you're in like Moab, you're usually not in tight trails, or you know, you're yeah, uh, out, out or you're in, in Southern desert. California and you want to go to the beach for the day. It's gonna be a lot easier. Yeah. You're gonna be a lot Florida. more incentivized to take your doors off on a Bronco than yeah. you are with a Wrangler. Yeah. a little bit more set yeah, up on yeah. a Wrangler. And as we know, it's a lot easier, and the, the wiring looks a lot easier. That, um, <laughs> that's the thing that kills me on the new JL. Like They just made that one freaking red plastic thing so difficult to do. Yeah. Unnecessarily difficult. Yeah, Bronco definitely does their wiring through the door better than uh, than Jeep right. does. But uh, it's you yeah. know if that's one of those things where you're you can watch the leader and kind of figure out how to do it better. And I think Bronco yep. in a lot of cases has done that. Um, the other thing is uh, water fording. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I live in the desert, I don't need water fording. Uh, well, water fording also yeah. comes into account. And if you live in the south during a massive thunderstorm and that uh, intersection's flooded or a flash f- flood in the desert, or you're actually you crossing know. a river, water water for you. you, you I, I mean, I'll never. I always tell the story. But I, I was in Iceland and they had freaky weather, and um, the we got stuck and we stayed overnight somewhere. And uh, you know, the river froze. So in the morning, it froze upstream. Um, so the morning, the water crossing we had to do, instead of being a foot deep, it was over the hood of the little Subarus we were driving. Um, so, you know, That's you deep. really, it, it, it was literally, I was watching ice go over the hood as we drove, uh, we, we only lost one, one car to a crank position sensor, but, um, it, yeah, water fording is, is, I think you said it well in your article. You said it doesn't matter until it does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, People don't think about it until they're yeah. faced with so, the yeah. situation. And the other thing is, if you have a tall water fording, if the manufacturer is taking it into account, likely your transmission and your differential breathers have been extended as well, which is going to help you just be more right. durable in general. So uh, Wrangler's at 30 inches, Bronco 34 inches. So that one definitely goes to Bronco. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's a good. lot. 34 yep. is, uh, that's solid. That's as tall as their tires yep. and way above the bottom of the door seals. I remember taking a uh, Colorado ZR2 across the uh, Mojave River that happened to be really deep 
and it was above the uh, rear tire, above the tires, uh, just under the rear fender flares, which is taller than 31 inches. But I had enough of a bow weight going, it kept it away from it to cross. The rear door seal started leaking, and water oh, started no. coming in through the rear doors. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no bueno on that one. And right, then, and they're saying the 34 and 40 depth, they can, it'll keep water out of the doors. They're like, they're, yeah. they're waterproof. And, the and they have drain plugs, too, so you can drain it out if water works. Well, yeah, I saw that they're hosing well, it out yeah. in the commercial. So same as Jeep. Jeep yeah. does the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jeep's done that forever. And then, so that's great. So actually, if you had a catheter and you were you, racing, you just you absolutely. pee right out the yeah, bottom. you remember that story from the last episode. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> the last uh, deal, uh, wheelbase. Um, I gave the two-door the winner because it's the Bronco. It's four inches uh, longer or, uh, yeah, four inches longer at 100 inches. That's what she said. And then I gave the Unlimited uh, for the four-door because it's 118 inches. Despite Johnny's uh, 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 lack of loving the uh, scraping the belly, uh, I just saw on climbs and stuff, it's nice to be super stable. So I always go for a little more wheelbase when, uh, whenever possible. But it then, is, you but totally it, argue it. Two inches of wheelbase isn't, I don't know. The rear seat passengers I, I, will argue I, with you on that, Johnny. Yeah. Because they got I their just, two inches of legroom. I just think for, for off-roading, the less wheelbase for breakover, the better. That's just, just my experience. Yeah, I mean, it um, just depends on the type of wheeling you're doing. So, you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it could go that, I just felt like either way. The last time I really took a Wrangler or, you know, the, 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 the JL off-road, it was like... Oh boy, that's a little too long. Like two inches too long. So maybe the Bronco, you know, maybe that's why they settled on that number. Turns out when you uh, put a two and a half inch lift on a uh, JL with 37s, that doesn't matter anymore. It's not an issue. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. not an issue. All right. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah. real quick, we'll just walk everybody through the uh, the trim walks a little bit different on Bronco. So typically uh, you have this hierarchy the way Jeep kind of does it with, uh, with the Wrangler. Um, where you have this hierarchy of pricing and options. Well, what Ford has decided to do is do more of a lifestyle play where there are a bunch of different models and you sort of choose, do you want luxury and sport? Do you want sort of a daily driver? Do you want go fast desert? Do you want sort of a Rubicon competitor? Do you want just the stripper model? Once you choose that trim, then you go to equipment packages. Then you go into yeah. um, the off-road and or engine drivetrain and then off-road packages. So they're doing it a little different than uh, than other people have, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if it's confusing to to the uh, customer or not. I think it's super confusing, and also the way Americans buy cars, sadly, is like hierarchy. Dealer, well, just we don't order cars. Oh we, yeah, we just show up at the, at the dealer. Like, what do and you what got? do you have? You know? Yeah, so. And, um, so we're kind of sadly leaving it up to dealers to do good, which is, you know, crazy losing um, <laughs> proposition. Um, but if you do take the time to order your cars, which you should do, um, it's Agreed. super cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. I love um, it. Bronco I love has, uh, I believe the trims are base. Uh, Big Bend. Big Bend is like an XLT. Uh, Black Diamond, which is sort of a more of a rugged outdoor adventure deal outer banks which is a more of a mix of tech and luxury i think outer banks is kind of like the sahara uh analogous to the sahara right. on jeep uh badlands uh all around capability so the badlands is really close to like a rubicon competitor wild track think of it as not quite a raptor but moving in that direction sort of go fast it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the mojave right yeah there you go it would be now just to the uh, mojave and then a, yeah. on the gladiator and then a limited production already sold out on day two of uh, yeah, their first edition. It was, sold out. it was sold out last night. Yeah. Uh, and then first you can edition. get, like Johnny said, uh, the 35-inch tire sporting Sasquatch package 
added to any of the Broncos series, which is awesome because it's like being able to add a Rubicon to a sport in, in Jeep parlance. Well, actually, you know, it's weird. You you can't get Sasquatch on wild track, but I think, I think Sas, I think wild track comes with the big tires. Anyways. Yeah, it does. And here's the deal with the uh, 35s and on the Sasquatch package, you actually get a little less uh, wheel travel. I found that out from uh, mm. the Ford engineering team. So I think you're, you're get less mm. up travel for packaging, which, not everybody knows about, so throwing that out there because I don't think that's been widely uh, talked about in the media. So if you do get the 35s, you get all the benefits of bigger approach and departure angles, all that kind of stuff, but you're going to lose a tiny bit of uh, travel. may not matter. What's, I, do, do you know what tiny bit means? I don't know. I, I have the yeah. actual millimeters of travel for the base suspension, and but I don't have it with the 35s. I'm working on that. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think the one, I, you know, just looking at the chart here, the the Badlands is is just the way to go. I yeah. don't know for for what I like about uh, uh, trucks like this or SUVs like this, and you can get almost any package on it. You can't get the standard package, but um, and it comes with know, the sway bar, which you can't get on the wild track. And the sway bar is pretty cool right. because uh, it's Jeep, super cool. Jeep uses a uh, an electronic one. This is an electro hydraulic. The difference on the Bronco right. one is it can be um, engaged or disengaged while the suspension's articulated. Where on Jeep, it has to do it when it's on level ground. So that's kind of a, a cool deal too. Let me ask you: Do you do you feel do you know that if the Bronco is going to weigh much more than the Wrangler? I, I think they're going to be neck and neck. I really do. I, I think Bronco is going to be that. 45 to 47, maybe on a highly optioned everything because of the 35s and stuff, maybe you're yeah. touching 5,000 pounds. Because I'm just hearing like hydraulic is like, uh-oh. Yeah, right. Weight. Yeah. And that's weight in a bad spot, too. Well, and uh, it does have uh, some aluminum door panels, I believe the uh, yeah. the hood, the fenders uh, on it. So there is some light weighting, um, but it's not, yeah. it's it's mostly high strength steel. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, uh, F series. Yeah, no, anyway, I I just think it's it's they've done a great job. I love these packages, and I think the other thing is finally at at this price point, Jeep's going to have some competition. So Jeep's been pretty good about not sitting on their laurels, but yeah. like you know, the, yeah, the doors still come off. It's kind of a pain in the butt on a Jeep. I mean, it really, it's does better take... on JL than it was on JK, but it's definitely Bronco took that yeah. to the next level yeah. of user friendliness. But, but what we want is competition, right? You want you, absolutely. You, you, you want a constant competition's good. So I think that Jeeps, they already are. We know this, but they're going to go back to the drawing board and be like, hmm. and they'll reconfigure you know, some packages around. If you look at like the Willys package that they have now, where you can get mm -hmm. some of the upmarket things. Imagine if you had a base Sasquatch, and then Jeep had a uh, Willys that had the thirty threes on it, or something like that. You know, or if Rubicon gets thirty fives in the next year or two, I could see that. Yeah, happening. but like, but it'd be cool. Like if you could get like a base. I mean why have the Rubicon at all? But, like, you know, yeah. like a, a base Wrangler with, like, you know, locking diffs and big tires. Exactly. Like, hey, or a Rubicon light or something, right? Because then you can market that your Rubicon now only starts at $35,000 yeah. uh, instead of 40 something right? Yeah. And it's basically the stripper yeah, yeah, model yeah. with all the Rubicon goodies, but you don't have leather and you don't have an 8.4 U-Connect or things right. like that. Right, 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 right. So I, I think... I think this is going to send, you know, again, Jeep's, Jeep's doing fine. And, and you know, the, as we know, Wrangler's one of the best-selling vehicles in the U.S. And it's a global vehicle, blah, blah, blah. Let, hey, let me ask you this. So they're not bringing Bronco, like, out of the Americas. Yeah, so a lot of people were asking, 
can I get Why in not? Australia or can I yeah. get in Europe? And the answer right now, as far as I have been able to ascertain is no, it's going to be uh, North America only, at least. Uh, I wonder why. why. Why would Ford do that? And it's on a global platform, too, which is interesting. So I don't know. Maybe they just feel like uh, one-ton trucks and, and pickups are the lifestyle vehicles outside the U.S. and that an SUV like this wouldn't play well elsewhere. I'm not sure. But that's crazy because, like, like Defenders are all over Europe. Australia. For sure. My God, this car looks Dude, like this car is all about Australia. Australia. Yeah, they, yeah. Ab- absolutely. But I wonder, you Australia know. has such uh, strict lift heights and, and bumper height laws. I wonder if the 35 package is, is taller than uh, what would be allowed there. I, but, I, but who cares? Okay, so you don't, you don't sell yeah, you, you do 33s there, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, big deal. It, it just it just seems weird. I mean, you know, and it's just it, – and again, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've suffered through – I've been doing this – professionally 15 years i've suffered through 15 years of ford presentations where they talk about one ford and global products and then it's like they've just like totally turned their back on that it's just the u.s fords are completely different than anything else and now we finally get one that's actually different than what's you know out there that's really cool so it's nice to uh to win one win one for the home team yeah but at the same time like i i see the home team is like it'd be great to see broncos all over europe you know what i mean yeah great to see them everywhere and that you know, it, it, it that does that that's flying the flag, you know, globally. For so sure. I, I think it's it's a cra- I mean, it seems to me like a crazy decision. This this has got to be the most desirable Ford product in a long time. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, hundred percent. You're looking like, at car sales they, and maybe Mach E, maybe for a different uh, consumer no, base. No, but, not even close. Uh, hey, speaking no. of that, Johnny. So uh, one of our friends, Al- way, Alan. Lightning, lightning, real quick, just to jump in and, and come back to that point. I can't tell you the number of people I've seen on, on my social media that have been like, you know what? I've never thought about buying either an SUV or a new car. Because you have friends like that. Like, I never buy a new car. Ever. I only buy used. They're like, I might buy a new Bronco. Like, it's it's that. Yeah, it's that crazy. You know, like, I, I agree. And that's what I was going to say. So, well, this is an inside guy, like our friend Alan over at KC Lighting. I think I saw his Instagram sure. story. And he's like, and he, and he took a screenshot of his reservation. And and I brought this up before we we called you off air, and I said, Holman, so Alan's little ticker on the bottom said that he had reservation number 10 million 300. Yeah. I, and so, <laughs> yeah, not true. I, I realized it, so it was like a, a random oh, number it's a random number, yeah, right? But, yeah. but if you had to guess, how many reservations do you think they've? I bet, well, they, I bet I, they did 100,000. Really? Well, but actually, but Sean, they're not, they're not taking deposits. Yeah, 100 bucks, I thought. Money. I thought it was 100 bucks. Yeah, well, 100, that's hundred bucks. Oh, is it hundred bucks? Yeah. So they did the Cybertruck thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if even if it's fifty thousand, uh, hundred bucks times fifty thousand is you know that's another what fifty. That's a big number. Five million dollars, yeah. just something like that. I mean, I'm not the mathematician on the show, but I'll have to take your word for it. But yeah, that's a big number. <laughs> I mean, um, I would take uh, I'd take a hundred bucks from fifty thousand people. You know, that's a good story because when the when the model. Oh boy, what's the little one? The S well, is the big one. The oh, X they, is the ugly. Well, yeah, one. I mean, so Elon Musk oh, said that he collected. He's something like a hundred million dollars, some absurd number yeah. in in reservations. Cybertruck was crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the Model E, though. The Model E. There was. I remember Angus McKenzie was saying that, like, when Ford showed the Mustang in '64, uh, they got twenty-two thousand uh, yeah, reservations or pre-orders, and or that was before the internet. It was before the internet, <laughs> right. and then the model, the model E was like two million. You know, it was like it was just That's like insane. Two million, and I, I can tell you, not- I know what the number of Broncos that could be produced in a year, and I don't yeah. think I can say the number 
but I can tell you it's nowhere near a million units. It's nowhere near 500,000. So it's well, under a quarter Jeep, million. Jeep does like 250,000 or 280,000 units a year internationally, you know, built uh, here and abroad. Uh, it's less than that. I mean, Two two hundred fifty thousand units a year is that's like that's you know it, the exception of giant pickup trucks like that's a huge, huge number. Well, how many F one fifties are made a year? A million. Uh, no one knows like, F one yeah, no, fifties. Well, F one fifty F series together because they they okay. lump the numbers together. It's nine hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred eight hundred fifty something like that. Um. Eight hundred fifty thousand, and that's that's one every what is it like thirty four seconds? Yeah, some ridiculous <laughs> number like that. Yeah, but I mean that would be that would mean one every nine, one Bronco every ninety seconds if they had if they could actually build two hundred fifty thousand. I can't believe yeah. the capacity is that high. That's, no, it's not. It's it's, it's not. It's yeah. it's way lower than that. But it'll yeah, be yeah, interesting yeah. to see what you know what happens. I, I wanted to bring up just because I didn't want this to be a you know a Ford commercial necessarily, right? I uh, want to talk about the happenings. No, no, you've been defending Jeep a lot, so I think it's, uh, it's I, good. Listen, no, I'm playing. Listen, everybody's all hyped <laughs> up about Bronco. Yeah, I have love for both vehicles. Yep. It, a lot, and I've, I've, I have a thumbprint in both places. I'll just say, I'll let, I'll just leave it at that. I prefer to think of it I, as a I, skid I, mark. I'll just say that as, I just want to say, as a Ford owner, uh, dealing with them. Uh, <laughs> like I do not like this brand, so the, this is not a commercial. I just think they built a really cool product. See, there you it's go, a, not yeah. a commercial. But I wanted to bring up because yeah. Jeep. All right, and everybody's going, "Oh, Jeep did this because of Bronco." Well, no, they may, they may have done the uh, the announcement the same day because of it, but they announced a concept three ninety two Wrangler JL with four hundred and fifty oh. horsepower, four hundred and fifty pound feet of torque, and all wheel drive transfer case with low range that goes zero to sixty in less yeah. than five seconds. I mean, listen to this. Oh, wow. Come on with the come on. I knew that was happening uh, like more than 18 months ago. So yeah. November of 2018, Yeah, I, that was confirmed to me that was going to production. Yes. You know? So this is they did not do this last week yeah but they held on to the news so they could counteract well i mean Bronco it was in development all the right. time but yeah they there was going to be so funny though like they don't they don't understand know, the like, timelines but just like you know, everyone's like well when are you driving it i'm like i don't know yes. <laughs> the car's not going to be on sale for 12 yeah. months in the future so, yeah like who knows ford loves this long game nonsense you know, it's 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 just crazy. But yeah, but no. So that's the the the, the three ninety two Wrangler is awesome. And by the way, like twenty years too late, they should have. Done oh this my god! Long- well, you realize they've never ever in the history of the Wrangler, which started in nineteen eighty seven with the YJ, have put a factory V eight yeah. in a Wrangler. I know, but how many Moab concepts have they? All done, of them. Like <laughs> why? Why do you Emmys suppose that is? And I mean, it's expensive. I think uh, you know there. Some of it is drivetrain because you got to upgrade everything in order to make a V8 and all the but, transfer case stuff but live. As, but as Ram should know, Dodge or Chrysler, whatever they are, uh, from selling hundred thousand dollar, thirty five hundred Rams, and uh, you know, th- there's no there's no ceiling to this. Yeah. You know, you can as as Ford showed with the Raptor. You know, you can sell us. What are they now? Like seventy five thousand dollars easily. Yeah. Raptor. Yeah. With before the dealer, dealer will put twenty five thousand. Exactly, and it's not an impediment to selling them. Yeah, and they'll still do it. There's a but. There's yeah. a but for every seat, like they say. Yeah. So so like that whole I, I hate I always hated that argument. Like, well, you know, and 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 like look at what Dodge did with the Hellcat, where you know it's, you know the argument to not do it was probably we won't sell that many. Well, it's like a quarter of. But every, that's the whole brand now. Yeah. You know well, the, the yeah. Not only that though, like a quarter of all Challengers are Hellcats. A quarter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the, so the last time they did a, a V8 was 1981 in the CJ line, and it made uh, it was a 304, made a 125 oh, horsepower. Guess, guess. Okay, go. Oh, guess the torque. Well, guess the torque. Well, okay, so I had an 80 Corvette, which was 190 horsepower and 290 pound-feet of torque. So I'm going to guess the American Motors would have been a little bit less than GM. Uh, you said it was 170 horsepower? Uh, 125. Oh, 12, ooh, really yeah. choked out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say two, 220 pound-feet of torque. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Good job. <laughs> just a guess. Just a guess. Johnny, I know. Way to go. I remember my. I remember horrible, smogged out, horrible <laughs> engines. I had a, my first. That's car your. Was a, is that your? Uh, is that your horrible smogged out engines? Oh, they're playing a Coachella. No, no, no. It was the Roxy. But oh, they yeah, can't, they made yeah. the move. Well, yeah. Newsom I was gonna close t- it all down. I was gonna say this was Johnny's. Uh, that's his superpower. Is he just remembers like choked out horsepower numbers <laughs> from the eighties? I mean, my I had a I had a, a my first car was an eighty five Pontiac Parisian Safari wagon. Safari and wagon mean the same thing, but. It was, you know, it was a 302, 130 horsepower. You know what I'm saying, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, um, we need to play some. Uh, do you have the good music on? You gotta have something for that, right? For what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any. Oh, I don't no, have any I mean, adult music. Brown chicken, brown cow. My mother. All right. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so, but so Sean, so what else does Jeep have cooking? Just a, I'll, I'll, I'll softball that one to you. Uh, okay, so the stuff that is known about. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk about all. I, everybody knows the new Grand Cherokee is coming, and it's supposed to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. The new Grand Wagoneer yes. is coming, which mm-hmm. is supposed to also be awesome based on, I believe, the uh, Ram 1500 chassis. So that is an amazing truck. Um and then there's some stuff coming for Wrangler, and uh, I probably can't That's say anything. Yeah, I, I can Why? tell you. Come on. L- listen. Come on. We have friends who work at that company sure. who will send people with crowbars to my house. Break your kneecaps? So, I will tell you, the so, Bronco is nine months away. The Bronco will be out in spring, so April, May of 2021. That's a right. long time for Jeep to make some noise. But I would also I would also say like how close are we to the Wrangler mid-cycle refresh where all this will appear? My guess would be in 21 as a 22. When did when did the the new the jail come out actually 18. When it actually What 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 part of 18? Uh and and uh let's see it was either end of uh 17 early I think it was, it was no it was of spring of right? spring of 18 it was like a- April May of 18. So it'll be it'll be we may not see that Jeep till 2022. So you'll see it only... in 21. You'll see it in summer of 21, probably, right? If oh, that's... really? They're gonna, they're gonna. They're yeah, usually Jeep the does their mid-cycle stuff, or Chrysler does their mid-cycle stuff usually around uh, August. But do they do they wait? Most companies wait four years for yeah, four to five. Uh, yeah, four or five. Not that would be so three 19, years. 20, 21. No, if it's a 22 model year. And that's four, so that's right on time. Model year, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm thinking like right. August so, 21 is a 22 model year, and I think uh, I think that um, by the time you're able to buy a Bronco, you won't be too far away from being able to afford a very competitive uh, Wrangler as well. I'll, right, I'll right, just right. Throw, I'll throw that out there and say that I that would be my guess. I don't. Well, look, anything. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna obviously like kind of address yeah. like, the heavy duty off road stuff at a cheaper price point. Plus, probably thirty-five hey, inch tires. Competition is good, right? Competition yeah. is good. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's yeah, good yeah, for yeah. all of us, whether and, and I'm an off road guy. I'm not necessarily a Jeep guy or Ford guy. And and I had a bunch of people text me, and I, I you know we talked about it on the show. I bought a 20 JL, and uh, yeah. I had a I had a JK before this, and a couple of them. And everybody's well, that's all there was in the segment at that at that point. Well, right? right, and so everybody's telling me, oh, you knew about the V8 Wrangler coming out. If you knew about Bronco coming out, and you knew about what Jeep has. Why would you buy? Is that, are you saying don't buy a Bronco because you put your money on a jail? I said, listen to it this way: is it's nothing against Bronco, but I didn't want to wait. I didn't want a first year of a brand new vehicle, so that takes me. It's already okay. six months away. Now I'm, you know, uh, twelve months away from that. So now you're eighteen months away. Uh, and at this time when I bought my JL, that'd be two years away. So I wasn't going to wait two years for the second year vehicle. Right. I wasn't. Well, that's, the, and, and again, that's. What- that's what people just not in the industry just never get. Like, yeah. just because you see a car, it's not out for a year. Yeah, you know? it's just, it's just, it's and it's going to take a minimum of two years for the aftermarket to get anywhere close to solving some of the solutions and things that they have figured out on yes. the Wrangler. So now we're probably yeah. talking twenty-four to maybe even thirty-six months. So it's not that I well, I didn't want the Wrangler diesel or I didn't want the Wrangler V eight. Uh, but I also wanted manual transmission. Clearly, I knew right. it was coming with the Bronco, but I didn't want to wait that long for the Bronco. So where I'm at now is I want to get out there now. The jail's an amazing vehicle today. Lightning has spent a whole, uh, a whole like probably 150 miles in mine this past weekend. In the back seat. In the back seat. <laughs> How was it? It was not bad. I, I, I was impressed. The suspension was soaking up stuff. I thought it was going to uh, cause me some headache the next day. Yeah. Didn't. And that was from the back seat. I should say some break. Right. <laughs> and by the way, the other thing, I mean, again, we talked about the, at the beginning of the show, but like, who knows how coronavirus is going to affect the, the the actual Bronco production date? Yeah, like, or the launch, or any of that stuff. One, job one, the country's shutting back down, so job one could be delayed months. You know, you just you just don't know. And I got a 20 jail in the driveway now, yeah. so nah. hey, what was yeah. Nah, they're going to totally. figure it out. They're keeping totally. open. So, but, but that that's my open. point is that it's I, I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, you know, Holman knew about these and he's put his money here because I think it's a great Dude, vehicle people today. people love conspiracy theories. <laughs> they do. They the do. The fact that you denied it means it's, it's double it's true. It's even more true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's uh, from a journalist standpoint, people are like, well, you like Jeep. Why would you help Ford on the Bronco or why would you <laughs> lend your input? Right. Well, the whole thing is I, I, I had an opportunity as a journalist to put my stamp on a iconic product, and that right there is pretty a pretty awesome opportunity. And I love totally. this segment. This is my favorite segment, and I love but, making the product better but, for everybody. That's that's I think what a lot of people don't get, and and and, and I, I don't think I'm alone in this. But I just I just don't care about brands that much. I never, you know, like you know some brands like Lamborghini. But yeah, you're Johnny. You're so metropolitan. You're well, so like you're not from the heartland. The heartland cares. Hold on, he means it's automotive well, brands because Johnny is 100 percent aligned with Lego. Just so we all know, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> but my no, my point is, I like product. You know, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I own a Ford Fiesta ST, right? When I bought it, I, I'll leave. It's not who you're thinking, Sean, but there was a, a former Ford PR guy <laughs> who called a coworker of mine and said, "Wait, what? Johnny bought a Ford. Johnny hates Ford." <laughs> and I'm like. No, I don't. I hated that new Explorer because it was a, you know, just a ball of <laughs> some marshmallow. Um, it was intellectually dishonest. I love the Fiesta ST. You know, I, that, that's why I, I bought it with my own money. You know, and I still own it. Six years later, I love that thing. I just put new lugs and a new shifter. I on saw today. black lugs on it. I just put black lugs on yeah. uh, mine. So uh, we're black lug yeah, and so- Beard Brothers. Although, wait a minute, you just shaved your beard, didn't you? I did. 
So we can't be but beer brothers anymore. Fast. It's already grown. Trust me, it's already. It, if you look at that photo of us yeah. from uh, February, your beard is about seven times as big as mine. <laughs> and if you look at the photo just before I shaved my beard, mine was like bigger than yours. So like my my facial hair grows at an alarming rate. So. All right. Was, I hope, hopefully, by the time the Rona is gone and you and I can sit down with uh, some bourbon and a cigar, we'll both cigars. have uh, we'll, we'll level set our beards and uh, and talk yeah. about uh, the auto industry. I'd love that. I'd love that. I'm gonna stay at home. <laughs> uh, we gotta have we gotta have Johnny come back. So Johnny's been on before, but we we gotta have you on more often, dude. Oh, totally. I was just one more thing. Yeah. I also uh, my wife my wife because I, I actually when I get my hair cut, the lady that cuts my hair trims my beard. And um, so my wife trimmed my beard, and my three-year-old was like, ooh, can I help? So that's one of the reasons the beard came off was my, my three-year-old had the scissors and, you know. Uh, that, well, see, that's the right way to do it because normally if you do it and then walk out to your three-year-old, they will disown you. Because they're so scared? Right. Yeah, because they're like, who the hell? Where's my dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those beard videos on, on uh, online of dads who have shaven and then scared their children are epic <laughs> every time. Johnny, hand, someone hands you cash and you can buy the JL or the Bronco. Which one, which one are you buying? Well, I, you know, boy, that's, I, I, here's, I'm going to say this. I haven't driven the Bronco. I, 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 I just, I, I, professionally speaking, I try to never, like, give, uh, you know, like, official opinions on something I haven't driven. I, I don't, maybe it's, maybe it's horrible. Maybe, you know, the what I'm dreaming of, this 2.3 liter uh, manual, maybe it's too weak because the Bronco's heavier than I think it is. So until I drive it, I, I honestly don't know. So no, no, no. today have to you have to decide today. <laughs> well, then that's easy. He's going out yeah. and getting a JL because okay. the Bronco's not available. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to. No, use I, it. maybe I, he's a no, risk taker. I, I get a G550 with the off-road package or a, or a uh, Land Cruiser. So that's oh not God. fair. That wasn't part of the uh, the equation. <laughs> that's why Johnny well, is who I, he is. Yeah. He's outside the box thinker right there. I see. He's way outside. <laughs> you the cannot box. contain Johnny between four walls. You just can't. All right. No, I need some like hexagon <laughs> or something. I, I want but Johnny I, to be able to afford that uh, G five fifty and then throw a rooftop ten on it and then go hit Death Valley with me. But I'll, I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this for for the Bronco. So my wife, uh, her her standing order at our house is. No SUVs. You can't buy any SUVs unless it's a G wagon. She just, for whatever reason, she loves. I mean, that's solid. G wagons look. Um, and I was showing her, I was showing her some Bronco photos. She's like, that kind of looks like a G wagon. I like that. So I maybe could get a Bronco. All right. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to maybe. update us if that uh, if that happens. Yeah, I, I probably won't. I, I really don't need an SUV. I, I, I just. I, I just <laughs> All right. Well, I, I can borrow one. Uh, whenever I need one. Exactly. That's the other thing people don't realize is we just can make a phone call if we need something for the weekend. And, and you're uh, just showing off. Make it just happen. don't be boastful. All right. If you want to see well, uh, what Johnny is uh, buying, putting his driveway, <laughs> driving, working on, yeah. uh, Johnny Lieberman on Instagram. That's uh, J-O-N-N-Y-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N at Johnny Lieberman. That's and uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, thanks for uh, – I know this was short notice, but we appreciate you hopping on. I thought it would be kind of fun since uh, – you and I kind of got a exclusive uh, early preview, and then the Rona ruined it all for everybody. It ruined everything, and, and like I said, it was it was hysterical. I, I I had like you know I studied up a little bit. I talked to you a lot that day, and then I wrote my story in February, and it went live yesterday. And I'd forgotten <laughs> every single thing about the Bronx. It's like wait, just what, like, dude? It's like old news to us in some ways, right? I, I mean, just, we I just moved on, just out of sight, out of mind. Hey, are we gonna do more videos together? Were we was that a successful I partnership? Think we should. 
All right. I think we should. I mean, I would let you know. Let's let's do cigar reviews or something. Come on. Oh, battle dude, of I'm, the beards, dude. I'm all, I'm all about it. We'll start our own right. uh, Instagram page for uh, cigar reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how about this? I got it. All right, this. No, I'm gonna say it, and then some a hole's gonna go take it. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Cigar <laughs> reviews where we smoke Ooh. cigars in press vehicles and review them, both the cigar you, and the ashtrays. Let me, have you ever have you ever smoked a cigar in a press car? I might have done that once. I, I'll tell you, I, the one I did it was only once, but it was it was a Rolls Royce. Well, that already smells a, like a humidor in it. Well, it had a humidor in it. Well, then it's it okay. The rule yeah. is, if it has a humidor, you're good. It was the great. I went to Vegas. First of all, actually, to be fair, I took it to um, what's that? What's that? Uh, that that dry lake, right, you know, between Baker and the Dumont Dunes. Uh, there's a Soda. dry lake right there. Uh, soggy, sorry, soggy dry lake. No, the next to that. Anyways, we took it there. So we were we were doing awesome, like dry lake shots. It was it was a Phantom Drophead Coupe. So that's the uh, I don't know, six hundred thousand dollar top end Rolls Royce convertible. And then I just cruised the Vegas strip. I went to Casa Fuente at Caesars and bought some like, you know, kick ass cigars and was just smoking a cigar, cruising the, the strip on a photo shoot in this Rolls. It was the greatest. All right. Well, and, uh, again, Johnny Lieberman, yeah. the only person in the world with a better job than me. <laughs> you weren't you weren't worried about them getting the car back and it smelling like a stogie? You just didn't. The whatever? CEO of Rolls Royce, uh, Torsten Otvos uh, Mueller, uh, I talked to him about it. I said, "Hey, I hear you have a uh, you know a Phantom Drophead Coupe with a, with a humidor. Like, I'd love to like take it from LA to Vegas." And, oh yeah, Johnny, great story. Yeah, we want to show that we can. You know. And they they did build this lovely humidor, uh, you know, into the glove box. Which is, if I had a roll, that's how I would have it. That's how you'd roll. Obviously, <laughs> that's how you roll with rolls. It only held three. I would, I would get one. It, in the in the trunk of a roll, I've seen it where they you can put like a safe or a gun locker, and the gun lockers for like your uh, your security guys can store their automatics in there. Um, <laughs> but I, you could do like a cool like you know like temperature controlled, humidity controlled. 100 count cigar humidor in the trunk and I think that would be the way to do it. And then you have to smoke them all that one weekend you had the pre- the uh, press car. No. No, no. no, no. <laughs> it was dead of lung cancer on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when I get my what I'm saying is when I get my rolls, you know, I'll have, I'll have the 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 champagne cooler and the humidor. Well, then come down to Huntington Beach, pick me up and we'll go on a road trip. <laughs> Done. All right, my I'll friend. get to call it and we'll go off road. It'll be fun. Hey, that perfect. I love it. All right, uh, at Johnny Lieberman, thanks for uh, making time for us and uh, talking. Yeah, guys, Broncos I appreciate Rangers. it. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks, Johnny. All right, see you, buddy. All right. All right, talk to you later. So it turns out Johnny Lieberman is a, is a pro. He's a professional. And available for our show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute guest. Listen, guys, uh, we came in on a uh, swelteringly hot day here in Southern California because we figured this news was not going to keep until the next oh, show. Oh, come on. So. Let's let's be honest. We were excited to talk about it. It's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Listen, if you guys appreciate it, look at the, the show is free. Throw us a bone and give us a five-star review. That would mean a lot to us. Just go to Apple uh, Podcasts, right? Open your app. And if you're on Android, well... Punch that five-star if you're on the Apple app. <laughs> yeah. And if you're on Android, then steal someone's iPhone. Yeah, Do absolutely. There, Everybody yeah. knows somebody with an we iPhone. appreciate that. And if you have any questions about uh, anything we discussed, hit us with an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh.
And don't forget to hit us up on our socials as well, the Truck Show Podcast socials. Now you wait a minute, Truck Show why Podcast. Are you, why are you not feeling secure about that? You're like, you're like kind of wisping it. He's like, Truck Show, Truck Show. The you truck know our socials. Show. You do it every show. At Truck Show Podcast across all the great social media outlets that you are a part of. That's right. Except for Twitter. We don't uh, endorse that one bit. I don't know. I just... Uh, I was so excited uh, that we were ending this, all, you know, after a, such a successful interview with Johnny, that I uh, lost my way. <laughs> Actually, the, that, the, the that honest you truth. You must feel like me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, the honest truth. I have gotten about 12 hours of sleep in the last three or four days because I've been writing Bronco stories nonstop. Didn't you write like 65 oh, stories dude, just, about the Bronco? so and many the, stories. And the yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tapped out. And so I'm like, whoo, all right, I'm, I'm done until we have to do the normal episode. You know what's weird is you feel now yeah. like I feel when I wake up in the morning. Oh, we're just opposite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My refreshed is your worn down. Uh, my worn down is not good right now. So, uh, <laughs> But what I'll tell you is uh, if you can support us, head over to your Nissan dealer. Uh, and buy yourself a new Titan or Titan XD. You're gonna love the five year hundred mile hundred mile warranty. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, a, no, it's a you know, five year hundred thousand mile warranty. That's even better. Yeah, it's way better, <laughs> way better. And then go straight over to well, you wouldn't want to drive to deck unless you lived in Idaho. I mean, you could drive to you, deck. You could. And oh, why wouldn't be, you want a road trip in your uh, awesome Titan? They're yeah, so smooth awesome. and quiet on the highway. Sure. Or Great just go economy. To, just go to decked.com and and pick yourself up the greatest storage organizer solution. That's a lot of adjectives. Yeah, on the planet. Are we falling apart on the bonus episode here? We've already fallen apart. All right. Well, hope you guys liked it. (laughs) Thanks, Nissan and Deck. Later.